There is an old Arabic proverb that goes like this. Hey, it's Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. Welcome back to Weaver and Loom, a podcast where you and I get to talk solo, one-on-one, about how we can weave our destinies and own our futures. And today we're talking about, going to be touching on this old Arabic proverb, and more importantly, retelling, telling the story of Salem Rashid Suri, who is one of the Gulfs, one of the Khalij's most famous musicians that actually came out of Oman, out of Sur, of all places, thus his name, Suri. But before we get into Salem's story, let's hit on this proverb, which for those of you who don't speak Arabic, it means the wind comes but doesn't bring with the ship's want. What does that mean? It means that sometimes things happen in life that blow against the direction that we want to go. There's some there's circumstances that happen in our life that isn't what we want to happen. And when we look at Salem's story, we will see that time and time again. So keep that little nugget in your mind because we're going to circle around to it at the end of this episode. So who is Salem Rashid Suri? Well, I'm glad that you asked. He was a very, very famous Sot Khalij, Sot al-Khalij musician who was born in around he's went into commercial boating and as he went into commercial boating he got exposed to to indian cultures he got exposed to yemen he got exposed to northern africa and and eastern africa and in this time he learned and began to sing and he even from that early age of you know around probably about 20 he got known as the singing sailor but there was a problem right his life is going really great. He has a great job. He's a sailor. He's finding his passion. He's finding what he loves in singing. But in about 1920, he decides to become and pursue music as a career, and his family does not like it. In fact, his family, being very conservative, actually put a a gun, a rifle to his head and threatened to kill him if he were to pursue music. So clearly, the wind is blowing against Salem's life. What does he do? Well, 
He flees Oman and says, you know, peace out. I'm out of here. I'm gone. And he moves to Bombay. And when he's in Bombay, he gets a job still working in shipping in the boiler room. And he then begins to continue to travel down into Yemen and into Kuwait and into Bahrain and down into northern Eastern Africa. And it's said that it is during this time that he actually learned how to sing. His son said that when Salm Rashid Suri left Oman in 1920, that he had a good voice, but he didn't really know how to sing. And it was in these next years, after fleeing Oman, that's when he began to pick up this craft of singing from getting exposure to 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 artists in the Khalij, other artists in Kuwait, in Bahrain, in in India, getting exposure to other music actually created and made him a great musician. He actually learned Urud from Aden, Aden in Yemen. And so it's this exposure from the wind blowing him in a direction that he did not want to go. Because it wasn't like he wanted to leave Oman. It was that his family was going to kill him if he stayed. So he leaves. He learns his music. He becomes great. And then for the next 10 years in Bombay traveling, he actually puts out 12 songs, 12 little albums that were on the, the gramophone. And he became, became really successful. The, the, his music became successful economically. He was doing great. He was doing well. In 1943, he actually married an Indian woman. So right now, he's around 30, 33 about in 1943. And he marries an Indian woman, which was very common for Arabs to do as they lived in Bombay. And there's a large Arab population from Oman, from Yemen, from Kuwait, living in Bombay at this time. He gets married. He's doing really successfully with his music. It's like things are going well. It's like, wow, finally I've arrived. I'm I'm 33 at the, the moment of this recording. And I can, I know, I can almost imagine what that must feel like. I can imagine the feeling of, man, I had some hardships in my 20s that got me here, but man, I'm settled. I'm doing great. I'm just going to keep on growing this thing. Well, as you can imagine, there's another hiccup in his story. And business in Bombay began to go south. As, it, as he put it, it became unfavorable for foreigners to live in Bombay. Economics became hard. He wasn't making the money that he needed to. What happens? Well, the winds of change begin to blow against his dreams and desires again, and him and his family move to Bahrain. So now, right now, this is about uh, 1940, early 1940s. The market starts to go south. He gets married, and then sometime in the 1940s, he moves to Bahrain with his family. Again, starting over. Again, I can imagine this feeling of, frustration that he must have had of having to leave a, a, a city, leave his home, a place where he found success after so long to have to start over again in Bahrain. But after, you know, 10, 20 years, he found success again. He became a, a desirable freelancer doing music with many different people. And he started his own record, record label, label by 
the 1960s. And so now here we are, 1960s, he's about 50-something. 50-something, he has a successful record label. He's done uh, music with multiple different Kuwaiti uh, musicians and artists, including Abdel Latif Kuwaiti and uh, Mahmoud Kuwaiti. And so very prominent people. He's like, I can, I could imagine, I'm not 50 yet, but I could imagine feeling like, okay, I've overcome another hardship. The wind blew where I didn't want it to, but here I am and I found a new level of success. I actually have a great business. I'm doing well. I'm doing what I love doing, creating music, producing albums. I'm selling records. This is great. Well, dun, 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 dun. The early 1960s roll around and vinyls come out. Before he was producing these little uh, little records for the gramophone that were only three and a half minutes on each side. And all of a sudden, the vinyl comes out and puts him out of business. I mean, he had to close his business. He went bankrupt. He failed at his business because of innovation. And it just like totally wiped him out. So during the 1960s, finals comes out. His business begins to struggle until the point of failure. And he gives up and he has to move back to Sur, back to Oman in 1971. Again, the winds of change blowing against his dreams, his desires, his plans. I can imagine at the age of now 61, does he want to start over? Does he want to start over at the age of 61, having to shut down his business? I don't think I would. So here he is. He comes to Oman in 1971. Before, remember, he was chased out by a gun to his head saying, if you pursue music, I'm going to kill you by his brother, right? He comes back. And what happens? But the late Sultan Qaboos bin Said al-Said appoints him to become the head of cultural affairs where he's able to direct music and art. He's able to create music and art for his homeland, for Oman, for Sur, representing his, his people, his name. And he, he was there only for about eight years before he passed away in 1979, dying at the age of probably around 68 to 66, depending on when he was born. So when I, when I came across this story and I began to reflect on his life, it seems so evident that with each turn of events in his life, it seemed like the wind was blowing against him. But instead of him fighting the wind, instead of him uh, wrestling with the things that were happening in his life, though he may have, I'm sure he did, it seemed like instead of just giving up and saying, well, it's just over for me, this is just my lot in life, he learned to work with his circumstances. He learned to tack, if you will, if you're in a boat, tacking against the wind. And it's actually the wind blowing him in a direction he did not want that caused him to learn, that caused him to become a great musician, that caused him to become a great businessman, that caused him to come back to Oman, back to his home. Like if the, if the business never collapsed, if vinyls never came out and he never had to close his shop in Bahrain, would he have ever come back to his home in, in, in Sur? And would he ever have been 
given that place of honor in Oman to write national music, to write the songs and the stories of his home people? Probably not. But it's those things that happened in his life that were against him, that he did not want to happen, that actually caused him to fulfill his destiny, that we look at his life and says, it's because of these things that he was able to become an icon in our memory, an icon in Omani culture. So my question for you and, and I today is, where is the wind blowing against us in a way that we don't really want it? Maybe there are circumstances happening in your life, just like there's circumstances happening in my life where I'm like, ah, it feels like the wind is blowing against me and this is not something that I want. But maybe, just maybe, God is divinely, sovereignly blowing you in a certain direction so that you can fulfill the plans and the purposes that he has for your life. And that if we, instead of fighting them and struggling to do what we want, surrender and realize that there are things that he is actually working out for our good if we only let him, if we only agree with what he wants for our life, then I think we can step into a place of success. A, a lot of times here on Weaver and Loom, we talk about weaving our own destiny. We talk about writing our destiny in the stars, but the, there's a catch 22. It's that our destiny has already been written for us, but we have to step into it. We have to say yes to it. We have to take action upon it. We cannot be passive in it. We cannot be fatalistic in our thinking, believing that, well, my destiny will happen. My purpose will just happen in my life. No, the wind blows against us, but we still have to man the rudder. We still have to adjust the sails. We still have to take action on our dreams, on our purposes, on the things that we have and our, that we want to accomplish with our life. So my challenge to you and myself today is to ask ourselves, where are we fighting the winds of life that we really need to just lean into them and trust that it's going to blow us in the right direction, that it might seem the long way around like it did for Salim Rashid al-Suri. It might seem like the long way around, but it will get us there in the right time. That's all for today. Remember, I'm Lucas Krobot. You are a change maker, and this is where destiny is woven. I'll see you next time. Oh, remember, share this with one friend who needs to lean in to the wind in their life.